As business owners, entrepreneurs, family men, it's difficult for us to find the time to put together projects like these. Even though it's something we really want to do, unfortunately, taking care of the things we have to take care of comes first. However, because of viewer support for people like you, we're able to continue doing this. Please consider joining our Patreon and supporting the Burn and Return podcast. Not again. It what hates do? There it goes. You're listening to Burn and Return, a weekly one-hour podcast covering news from the agricultural and turfgrass industries. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to this week's edition of Burn and Return. We've got Ray in person with us here, live from uh, from J Pink's couch, and uh, we're we're downstairs up here. J Pink's up there, and boy, we have been through one whirlwind of a week, <laughs> to say the least. Oh no, no! Yeah, that started on Tuesday with uh, Demay and Ray, or, or Wednesday with Ray. No, it was Tuesday. Yes. It was Tuesday. Ray and Demay surprised me in Knoxville and legit, I mean, like, that was the surprise of a lifetime right there. Um, and it just, it started from Tuesday and it's finally started to slow down today. And I need, I need a solid 48 hours to just process everything that has taken place. But you know what? You know what? The show must go on. And that's why we are here today. We're gonna we're gonna try we're gonna try and make it through this. Gentlemen, I'm not gonna lie, I am not on my egg. <laughs> Let me tell you what. There uh, I I've seen you for uh seventy-two of those uh hundred and twenty hours that you just spoke about, and let me tell you, nothing shocks me about that statement. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> You have given every vital organ its best shot at trying to uh, poison, destroy, and or render useless, uh, and you failed, but you came close. I think I think it was, you know, it ended up probably being like a top three five day bender of your lifetime, and that's saying something too. All right, that's saying something. But I think you put it up there in your top five. You know who I wouldn't put in the top five though. Tennessee Volunteers, man. Really? Why, why are you going to do that? Listen, you want to talk about <laughs> a false sense of security yesterday? Like, I told myself, I'm not going to get too hyped up into this. I'm not. I'm not going to get too excited. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just going to watch from the background. And before I knew it, I'm doing the moonwalk across the living room, screaming at the TV like it's the end of the world because boys were up a touchdown and things are looking really good. And it just fizzled out after that. And uh, I'm. Uh, I'm glad Ray got to see you in your element right there because that, you know, again, it's a uh, it's a slice of life that he probably doesn't get to experience too much out there. I do. You know. No, I, I get it because, okay, to me, yeah. people in Hawaii are football fanatics. And so if I'm at home on the weekend, mm-hmm. I'm so thankful that they think gave me a noise 
canceling microphone because otherwise the folks on the show are going to wonder, Ray, what the hell is going on in your neighborhood? What is all that screaming and yelling and crying? And I, I'm going to just have to explain. Oh, it's it's the football game. I will so say this when is I was not out there, this I, is not I did notice that it's just a little weird. You know, I, I think I got up. I watched an Ohio State game out there when I was out there. 6 a.m. kick, right? So, like, you, you had to be up there and, like, at the bar at, like, I think it opened at 4.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. It's just, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to get used to, you know, a, uh, a 7 a.m. kick for an NFL game or something like that. But, hey, again, Matt and his element. But you're right. I mean, it was a, uh, it was a wild week. And when I say that, I don't mean, like, in a, in a negative way. I mean, it was just literally, like, so fast paced and there was not a whole lot of time to slow down and and again not a bad thing just like we were together right so like the three mm-hmm. of us were together and we were and jay pink was there you know matt your wife was there we had a lot of other you know friends and guests and things like that patreon members channel members and like i think we all just felt compelled to just pack as much shit into those hours as we possibly could like just absolutely compelled so i know i did it was <laughs> and I, it, it was yeah. it was overwhelming i mean i'll say that it was overwhelming in a good way right um to be able to process it all it really is could could it i yeah i'm 100 percent convinced i there's no one that could have had more fun than we did i i know that like it was, it was so <laughs> oh, there's, much fun. I, there's no way i you it know was so it, much fun yeah, and that's the thing is people, and that doesn't necessarily mean, though, trust me, like we, we imbibed our share of, you know, uh, booze and everything like that. That's, you know, there's no question about that. But to the point of just enjoying each other's company, right, and being grateful for each other's presence, right, like that's that's what it was all about. And I don't think anybody felt for one minute like, ah, fuck, man, I really don't want to be here or wish i could just get home like there was none of that it was straight up like hey we're here to have a good time we're here to um you know see and support the people that came to support us and it was just it was amazing so um like you said we started tuesday right we surprised everybody nobody knew ray was coming literally you know so for those of you who don't know where we went we we went to uh GIE, which is apparently going to change its name. I don't know if you guys saw that. But they yeah, to the, the Equipment show. Expo? No, no. Equip Expo. All right? Oh, the Equip don't, Expo. Yeah. Don't do that to the trademark. All right? Did Papa John's gonna... rename it? Because I know he owns that building where it's held. I was talking to I was talking to Ryan Noor about this, about how how bad of a person you have to be to have your name on every pizza box that goes out, but you're such a terrible person that they fire you from your own company. That's, <laughs> you, that's pretty special. You gotta, you gotta be a really interesting individual to be like, you know what? You've made us millions upon millions of dollars, but you're a piece of shit. And I think you need to leave now, but we're going to yeah. keep the name. We're going to keep the name. Um, so no, so we are going to this thing, GIE. It's a, big conference it's been around for gosh 30 plus years really been big though for the last 20 i would say i guess when it really really got big so landscapers equipment 
manufacturers, distributors, everything like that, all in the landscape sector, right? The green industry. And so we go there just because, well, it's kind of a good gathering spot. There's a lot of reasons for people to come outside of just seeing our ugly mugs. And uh, so the, the, the big, I guess, reveal was that Matt had no idea that uh, Ray and I were going to be early and go see him. We went down to Knoxville <laughs> to his hometown to see him. So we accosted him in the parking lot of a hydroponic store in what I'm going to go ahead and assume is probably the seediest and roughest part of Knoxville, Tennessee. Like if there is a, if there is a worse part of that town, I might have to pack some heat. Like you're, <laughs> you're literally going down an alley and you're looking at, okay, abandoned building, loading dock, you know, bunch of tagged up spray paint stuff. There's weeds literally growing in the middle of the street because nobody goes down mm-hmm. the street. And then Ray, there it is. Bam. You got this store yeah. sitting there. Grow you know, green you know hydroponic. Uh, you know, the only thing I could think was, you know, between uh, the cracked in on the left side of the street and the boarded up warehouse on the right side of the street and that freeway overpass out back. Only thing I could think was, well, you know, if you're going to do your first brick and mortar, might as well get the cheapest rent you can, you know, really help that positive cash flow. So I felt bad, though. This I I don't know. I don't think I got to tell you this. We we both felt bad because we surprised you out in the parking lot. Literally, I mean, just you you did a uh, uh, what I described to some as the Sanford and son. You were like, (laughs) you you were stumbling. You were ready to go, man. And, um, so you walk, so the story goes, we walk in there and Matt starts giving this like sales pitch to this sweet lady that's behind the counter. And immediately Ray and I look at each other and then I look over at J pink, who's also there. Right. And I'm like, oh man, like we just walked in on this, like, and this would be like the same thing as walking in on Matt proposing, you know, to his then girlfriend, now wife. And we're just there just pissing all over his fire right like he's cock blocking him (laughs) yes yeah we were not guiding his cock we were blocking his cock it was not good Mm -hmm. so of course ray and i what do we do we do the only thing that we can to help him sell this stuff because we're not salesmen we just start picking up stuff off the shelf and nerding the fuck out yeah and setting up matt we're just pitching matt softballs we're just sitting there throwing a bp heaters and here's Matt, like Mark McGuire, in the you know pure creatine, put that syringe in my ass and let me hit about sixty more home runs, right? Mm. He's just tattooing them off the scoreboard, right? Oh yeah, you know you can do this, blah 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 blah. And Matt, we did that for about twenty minutes, and then how did it? You you were the last one out of the store, so you you finish up the store. What did that nice young lady say to you? Yeah, so <clears throat> of course I spent a little money there to make it look like I care, right? <clears throat> And uh, I, I honestly didn't need anything, but I was like, yeah, I'll spend some money with her since I'm already here. And that was what I intended to do. And as I'm checking out with her, she was like, uh, you know, in, in callback to my initial pitch was, um, you know, you ought to consider uh, developing your own privately branded products. And um, and so anyway, when we were checking out, she was like, well, after after hearing y'all talk, if you if you're serious about those nutrients, I think my son would like to talk to you. 
was like, yeah, I'm dead serious. Uh, because this is the part of the story that I left out because I, I'm, I'm in shock, buddy, okay? And, uh, you know, I gave a whole manufacturing pitch and all this. And she was like, oh, that's great. And gave me an e- email address and a phone number and, you know, the person to contact. So it, it worked out great. But it was, it actually, I think, worked out better with them there because of the setup they gave us, right? And when I say it, it was the hardest nerd out. I mean, any bottle off the rack, oh. we're picking up, dissecting it to the most minute detail, <laughs> comparing densities of products versus what's claimed on the label and calling out how there's something else in this that's not being claimed on the label. I mean, very, very aggressive uh, 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 analyses of the, of the various things that were in that store. And so anyway, thank you all, because uh, I think that turned out way better than how I had it planned in my head, uh, even from that piece of it. But then the fact that y'all were there made it just that much more enjoyable and great because I was freaking out through the whole thing. I'm like, hot damn. I got Ray and Demay here with me. Like, you know, I'm telling you, I was on top of the world. I, I was so confident. I would have had no problem jumping up on that lady's counter and walking down one side of it and the other <laughs> side of it and just told her, just giving her the bird the whole time for no reason other than to say, lady, I am on top of the world right now. Like, I'm on top of your world, and you can't stop me. <laughs> Little did we know, you'd save that for, you know, like 30 hours later. You know, you, yeah. You, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You lit the fuse in that building, right? In that CDS part in Knoxville, and you carried it with you all the way up to Louisville. And that's an entirely separate story that will not, cannot, and will, won't be uh, permitted on the air, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm gl- hey, I'm glad that worked out. All I'm going to say to you is if we're not there, either call us on the phone, you know, we'll play along, or I would just, you know, uh, play like you got multiple personalities and just talk to yourself and just do that same exercise because it seemed like it was pretty, pretty <laughs> successful. So don't worry about what those sales experts say about trying to act sane and all that other shit. That's, eh, that's for the birds, man. So, no, so, you know, overall... It was an absolute success. The only people that knew about this, you know, surprise were Jay Pink, Ray, and myself. And those two really executed flawlessly. I just sat back and waited and kept my mouth shut. Um, but man, it was it was a cool sight to see. You know, getting getting to see you know Matt meet one of his heroes, and then you know a dipshit like me who we've met before, so it's not that big of a deal <laughs> here. But uh, yeah, that was that was one of the more special moments of the whole the whole week and and all that and uh you know we got to bring a couple of people so we had what uh real old dad i'm not going to give the real names we had uh tennessee hawkeye and we had uh well i can't i have to give this one away gillespie uh, a couple of or three of the uh like og discord uh channel members all that kind of stuff and they came to dinner with us that night and they had no idea ray was going to be there they were just as shocked and we just had a good time. We sat, we chilled, we talked about, you know, grass, we talked about life, we talked about all that stuff. And so, you know, I think it's one of those things where, you know, it's still, it's still really cool that, you know, this, this thing has taken off and people are enjoying what we have to say and we have a, you know, a voice or whatever, but same time, it's still small enough. We can go chill with the same people and, you know, just be grateful for it. So, uh, so let's get, all right. We got into Louisville what, Wednesday. I didn't make it over to the show until 
Thursday. Matt, I don't think you made it to the show. <laughs> but no, I did not make it to the show. And to be honest, I, there was, I did not have a moment of time to make it to the show either. Yeah, I know. We were, I, 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 car, I, uh, there was other things I should have been doing, but I was like, you know what? I'm here and I haven't been here in, uh, gosh, it should have been four years, I think, at that point. So I figured I'll go over for a few hours and, and went with a, a well known, uh, celebrity that I won't name, but we had a good time, chopped it up a little bit, and that was fun. But I'm curious, you know, Ray, You've never yeah. been there before. Mm-hmm. What was your, first of all, just what was your uh, sense of the whole environment and everything like that surrounding GIE and going what? to the actual event? You know what? I just felt right at home. <laughs> there was no real, I don't, was there a real mower in the entire joint? I didn't yeah. look that hard. No, there was. There was a sword, there was a couple of swordmans there. I don't there know a couple if there was anything else. <laughs> But you know what? To me, I understand that uh, you know I I occupy a very specialized world in lawn care, in that I basically take what normally belongs on a golf course or sports field and translate it as best as possible to residential turf. Mm-hmm. So. You know, actually, the GIE is not really my place because that type of a venue is more for the mass production, high volume, you know, regular, you know, C-grade lawn care. C-grade? Yes, Ryan. Grade. The the MRE of lawn care boys, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. Reconstituted pork with rice of lawn care. Yeah. Ooh. That's good. Yikes. Doesn't that sound good? <laughs> Just that water. Just that water. <laughs> Just yeah. That's what yeah. That, that's that. That's somebody should name their commodity lawn care business that the Just Add Water Lawn Care. Just that's Add Water. Name. Yeah. Hey, so, I'll sign up for that. <laughs> were you? <laughs> I was wondering that too, if it would be like a fish out of water thing with that whole that whole piece of. There's just so much there, and I don't know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's just that I I expect it because everywhere I go to these kind of things, I I feel like I connect more with the golf guys, lawn guys. And I, we just, uh, we kind of sort of uh, connect, but then we don't click. You know, we both take care of grass, but then we deal with a different kind of grass. No doubt. And uh, I was, I was shocked at how many people were there. I don't know, Matt, you didn't get to see that, but I think uh, the folks that I spoke to there that were running the show said that they expected their attendance to be up nearly double digits in terms of percentage over what they saw in 19. So there was, they were down a little bit on exhibitors, but they were up significantly on attendees. And so, you know, I'd I think everybody was ready to get out of the house, man. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah Especially no after, you, you know, every, every lawn care company across America saw record growth this year. Everybody was ready to get out of the house, take a break of it. They were burned out. They're like, let's go, 
let's go meet up with the boys and burn down a city. You know, it wasn't just us that had that thought process. It was, it was every lawn care company <laughs> that could get away. You know, they were calling all their buddies and everywhere around town, like, man, come on, let's set fire to Louisville. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we we were just a we were just a cog in the wheel of all the debauchery that was going on. You know, and it it's nice because it made everything that we were doing socially acceptable because. And this is what I've, I've got to say is that, you know, it was so great to put faces with all the names, see everybody and, and all that, you know, and, you know, the Raz, Kenny Cooper in person, like I've always wanted to do. <laughs> I got that out of my system, you know, and what a sweet guy, you know, I mean, he just, he was all smiles ear to ear laughing and, uh, and to, to meet everybody like that. And I will say that we probably had the most publicly polite group of, the majority of people there. I mean, we like in terms of we were wild, we were loud, but we were very kind to, um, you know, like when when we were when we were at Goodwood, right? Um, so we were. I was just so impressed at how respectful everybody was to the staff, and um, and it, it just it's 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 another it's another aspect of it that makes me feel so proud of uh, our listenership and our viewership. And uh, and the types of people that um, that we see, you know, in in, uh, in our little ecosphere here, that uh, you know, people are polite and um, you know have have equally as great hearts as they do personalities. And uh, man, it was just absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. <laughs> so yeah, so Wednesday night we did the. Uh... The Patreon Q and A, because you know, for those of you that didn't know, I think we had we we teased a little bit here previously, but we had what we hit twenty five, right? Now I think we're up. We're we're close to forty now, which is nuts because it's been like a week and a half or something. But anyhow, uh, we did a live Q and A. Ask me anything, AMA, and it went it went pretty good. You know, there, there's some, we had some technical difficulties, no fault of anybody's other than the crappy internet service in the hotel. There you go. Scam alert. Um, we'll do, we'll do more of those as we get to some of our specials. We do have a thank you video that we're going to do here soon coming up. By the way, if you're not a member, great time to go ahead and plug yourself in and get hooked up with this private RSS feed. Cool prize packs, all kinds of stuff that's going to be coming down the pike here. And already really has, right? Uh, go ahead and subscribe yourself. It's www.patreon.com forward slash burn and return. Some might say it's the price of an airport beer. I say it's the price of a round of cheap mixed drinks at a dive bar somewhere in Louisville. And who really knows how much they charge you because they don't show you the receipt anyway. They just swipe your card and go. So, right. So all that for a low, low price. So hop on there, take a look at it and join up with us on Patreon. All right, boys. So, yeah, Wednesday night was a little bit interesting. I don't have to go with who the play by play, but we met uh, we met a who's who of uh, internet stars, and it was uh, it was something. Let's fast forward real quick, and we'll get to the regular show here in just a minute. But Thursday night uh, was our uh, Patreon event, right? So we had a live GIE event that was. Uh, only advertised to certain channel members and uh, certain level channel members and to certain level of patrons, right, that were able to come on and uh, have the opportunity to come to that. 
you know, again, completely fucking blown away with one, how many people came, two, the lengths to which people went to to come. There were people there, gentlemen, that weren't going to GIE, that weren't there to visit family in Louisville or somewhere surrounding. Like, they had no reason to be there other than uh, just to come see us, which is just mind blowing. I mean, it's, it's, I, I still can't wrap my head around that part. That us sitting up here yammering on about grass, but you know the the cool things that I saw were just what you said, man. You know, people super kind, people super um, happy and engaging, people that just you know wanted to congregate, have fun, talk, chat people up, and they also didn't know that Ray was coming. That was kind of up our sleeve. So <laughs> I don't know what you know. What did you all think? What was your uh, your sense of the you know the gravity of the moment has it hit you any differently now that it's been whatever a few days or whatever i no it because i you have to remember the we've still been going hard in the paint since <laughs> the GI. <clears throat> you know when we came back to knoxville you know palmer was here aldo was here <laughs> uh you know we went spent time with real dad and it's just been it's been chaos still so Today is the first time like I've ever had to do I've had to do any kind of like adult responsibilities. You know, my kids came back in town today, right? So I've had to be a dad. We had to do homework and all that fun stuff. So I ha- I have I've legit not had time to soak it all in. And I know it's it's coming this week, right? But I gotta say this that every year in the past I've worked the GIE. I've never gone to just experience it, right? Um, you, you know, when I would go with Permagreen, you know, I, I've worked with Permagreen to share how I use Permagreens in my own personal business. When at Carbon Earth Times, you know, I went as a representative of Carbon Earth where I'm actively trying to sell fertilizer. This year, you know, that's why I was like, I'm not even going to go into the GIE because there was a couple lawn care guys I wanted to meet and I did and I got to hang out with them and do all the, the business side of the stuff that, that we needed to get done. And then you know, the rest of it was just enjoy the city and enjoy being around, you know, all the people that I never get to like hang out with. So I know over the next week, it's going to be, um, you know, I've, I'm going to have to pay my penance here, but I, in through these introspective days, I think, um, I just can't wait to see and, and remember so many of the, the moments, you know, that, that struck me and, and we'll be able to talk about those, of course, as, uh, as we, separate a little time from it because there's a lot of stuff right now that I want to talk about that we just can't put on air without a little bit of polishing. (laughs) And so I need a moment to think about how to to word that in such a way that we don't get in trouble or, you know, violate uh, 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 trust boundaries and all that fun stuff. Right. So, um, and by trust boundaries, I mean like, don't worry, they're going to be violated, but uh, (laughs) I got to figure out how to put it all together in my head first. I need to write the apology letter first. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll check with my attorney. What's the statute of limitations? Is that, is that hours, <laughs> days, weeks? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Ray, what what about you? What was your sense of uh, Thursday? That had to be kind of a, I mean, it was a wild ride for you to get there. I, I can't imagine what it was like for you. You know, actually, the the ride was less than memorable, but from you know Tuesday morning 
until now it's uh just kind of soaking in for me that oh i'm with j pink or no i'm sitting down in the same room as mac or i'm sitting across the table from aldo or turf therapy or asami or you know all of our friends like uh, you know the hungry southerner and mm-hmm. real low dead uh, you know all those guys who just uh, know me as that person that doesn't have a lot to say but uh, if they have a question for me I kind of have an answer for it but you know it's been so good for me to meet all these people and do all these things because it seems like when when I've been here all this time, it seems like the last thing I talk about is grass. It's always everything else. And I, I, I'm just loving it. I'm just loving it. <laughs> yeah, so Thursday night, uh, Ray and I, we, we left um, the, the karaoke bar relatively early, earlier than everybody else did. We came back and I was like, Ray, you know, hey, come up to the room. And, you know, he said earlier I was – I was a six foot something Barbara Walters, you know, because <laughs> we sat down and I was like, Ray, I got a special bottle of whiskey and we're going to open this and uh, tell me about your childhood. Three <laughs> <laughs> thirty in the morning, you know, we're like, all right, I think it's time to go to bed. Right. And, yeah. uh, but it was funny. It was my wife and I and Ray, we, we sat down and it was just getting to know each other. Right. Like and getting to know each other, like on a very real, uh, even playing field you know, kind of level and, and, you know, things, things, you know, we know each other all professionally. Right. And, but to be able to spend that time and get to know each other personally and crack jokes with each other and, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and just it, de- develop a, uh, a, a list of memories that will continue on with me for the rest of my life, you know, and uh, to have built all that this weekend with, uh, with you, Demay and you, Ray and Jay Pink and everybody else we encountered, everybody at the show. Uh, Barthoda coming from damn uh, uh, Boulder, Colorado. Boulder, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. dude. He I mean, it was that. just it was unbelievable. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I, yeah, I mean, I drove Ray up from uh, Knoxville mm-hmm. up to Louisville, and we had a we had kind of the same experience. Now we couldn't crack a bottle of whiskey, unfortunately. No, yeah, he had a water. Had I had a. I had an orange Gatorade Zero, but we did have a similar experience, and uh, yeah, that's the, you know, that's time you can't get back, and experiences you can't recreate. You know, you just have them, and they're there forever. So, um, last thing I just want to say is this: is um, none of this would have been possible without John Pinkerton, Jay Pink. Can't uh, listen. You can scam. People you can do scam. not understand. You can scam me all you want, brother. Put me on turf truth. I don't care. Tear me down. Listen, <laughs> this guy is like a fifties housewife. He makes our lives so easy, right? He is our June <laughs> Cleaver. He is the guy that will slap you in the face and say, "All right, you need to get it together here." You know, <laughs> he picked me up. I rode in the bed of his freaking Toyota Tundra. Uh, to get pizza at three something in the morning, uh, mm-hmm. 
Spinelli's. Oh, Spinelli's. It sounds so good. You know, it, it it's actually statistically significant that their star rating on Google goes up between the hours of like one and five a.m. Don't ask me how I know. Uh, but seriously, guys, uh, I know that the people here will agree. You know, I know that Matt and Ray will agree. Uh, unbelievably indebted, right, to him helping us pull this off, and not just helping us, but just literally saying, "Be here at this time and do your thing. Do this." do that i mean he is our freaking handler we are just show dogs right like he's the guy that makes it go so seriously with from the bottom of all of our hearts thank you thank you so much dude you're an absolute lifesaver jay pink i am so sorry for giving you the baseball card when you were trying to get me into my hotel room (laughs) listen listen there was a period there was a period i think wednesday between the live stream tech issues and <laughs> trying to get matt into a safe place that jay pink probably could have choked you out until you lost consciousness and yeah oh and, i mean and, and, and like this is part of the story right that that's left to be told you know of trying to enter abandoned buildings and uh I, you know <laughs> trying to open random hotels with my car keys and <laughs> you know it was there's there's so much that took place that we'll, we'll have to sit down and once we've had a moment to digest all this and, and piece it together in such a way that uh everybody can kind of relive the the experience and um there's a lot yeah. of it that's on video there's a lot of it that's not on video and I, I plan to edit a lot of that and uh try and turn it into a montage but to say like the fact that I'm not in jail, that I'm not dead, that it went off with a hitch, that people showed up, it just, I mean, none of this could have happened without without JP, like at all. Not even close. I hear now, you clicking JP. With, with all that said, <laughs> we're, we're, we're already cooking up the next one. Don't know where <laughs> it'll be. We've got some ideas on on how to do it. And all that kind of stuff, but do, we do want your feedback. So if there's things that you liked, things that you didn't like, um, all the feedback for the folks that were there, um, all the feedback from folks that weren't there that that kind of got a sense of what it was like and have a great idea, throw it out. Uh, mail at thegrassfactor.tv. Throw it out there. Uh, give us the wins, the losses, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever you want, because it'll help us make the next one even better, if you can believe that. Okay, even better. All right, do we want to do a show? This can't be it, right? I want to. I was. There's uh, the the world didn't stop, you know, except for that two hour window uh, Wednesday night where Matt ripped a hole in the space time continuum, which you know we can't <laughs> really go into at this point. Yes, you really. You were in the matrix there, dude. Like everything just slowed down. You and Neo I took the blue there. pill, things disappeared, <laughs> and then I took two red pills and like came back to reality. It's funny you mention that because there is a I think it's I'm not sure if it's a headline or a burn where it's where it's filed here, but there is a gentleman that uh, I think may have one up you this week. Okay. Yeah, let's and, let's 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 do a couple let's let's get in here. I, yeah, yeah. I kinda I kinda wanna run run through some stuff. I'm gonna run through some stuff. All right, I think get the headline J Pink. Yeah. 
take a look at this first headline right here it's fall y'all the best ways to water florida lawns now that summer thunderstorms are gone boys in florida fall is here well and let me tell you right now gauging by the ride back from uh from louisville kentucky back into knoxville the trees are starting to change fall is here and we've got one hell of an exciting headline for wftv9 here i bet whoever got put on uh james tutton here was just Real, he's like, oh man, I got to do the grass article. <laughs> yeah, James, you do, but you know what? We love you for it, and we judge you for it because that's kind of our mo. Uh, as the seasons change, kinda, it's important to understand how to best water your lawn. Now, the daily afternoon thunderstorms are taking a break, though the trees tend to stay evergreen in the state. Fall means reduced sunlight, cooler temperatures, and less rainfall. When homeowners turn back their clocks for the time change on November seventh, you should also turn your irrigation controller to its fall and winter irrigation schedule. For most systems, restricts outside irrigation to one day per week. In some parts of the state, odd number of residential addresses may irrigate on Saturdays. Even number of residential addresses may irrigate on Sundays. And commercial and non-residential properties may irrigate on Tuesdays. Uh, anyway, there's a lot that goes on here. Uh, you know, watering your lawn more uh, than what is recommended encourages fungal growth, disturbs the plant normal growth cycle during stress, uh, causing stress, and increasing susceptibility to disease, pests, and increased runoff. Don't turn on the sprinkler unless your lawn tells you it's ready for water. What a great, I, I James, do you think do, do you, does the does the does the lawn have a safe word? It pineapple juice. Moist, moist. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. When you see I, you the, know, the, whole, the the leaf blades the fold thing. and color turn bluish gray, turn it on. Yeah, I mean the whole thing on this. I I just thought it was a good headline, other than the fact that like, you know, our boy James Tutton, Tutton, however you want to call him, uh, you know, he saw grass and to get himself really into the story, you know, like an actor gets himself into character. You know that he went down to the gas station, got himself some Delta Eights, boys. Right, had to. Top couple of them gummies. <laughs> Get himself in the frame of mind to pound out, oh, you want 500 words on grass? I'll give it to you, boys, but I ain't going to be straight when I'm doing it. All right, so <laughs> only thing I would say on this is just, hey, Ray, you probably see it out there a lot in the wintertime. If you do have a place where you're still able to or need to irrigate, is just pay attention because it's going to be completely different than what you're used to in the summertime. Don't be an idiot because nobody likes seeing irrigation run when it doesn't need to run. But just Absolutely. Absolutely not. And... I do have to counter that with, I don't know how a once a week irrigation works in a place like Florida because their soil is mostly sandy, right? And what I know about sand is that I'm typically irrigating that two, three times a week, except the difference is, is that I'm figuring on applying more or less than an inch of water trying to keep up with the ET. It's not that, oh, I'm going to water in the winter months the same as the summer months because I know my ET, my weekly ET is drastically different probably starting about this month and into November. It changes. So I'm pretty sure it's the same in Florida. Yeah, I think, again, 
just you know, I know we have a, a folks from a range of different parts of the country here. Just just be mindful of that, right? I think that was the the reason we stuck it in there. So, all right, moving on here. Let's let's see what we got next. Uh oh, boy, boys, I found this one, and I I I wanted to see what Ray would do. Here, hold up on this. Can we, JP? Can we show the video on this? And go ahead, and you can slide up to. Oh, it's about halfway through. Okay, yeah, about fifty-six seconds into the video. <laughs> Ray, Ray, Ooh. I gotta know, what's the number? Right? Is that my house? <laughs> no, no. This is any. This is any house in Knoxville, right? I mean, <laughs> East Tennessee point south, right? This could be anybody's house, right? Boys, and... I didn't know we were doxing me tonight. That's impressive. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, listen, this is the screened in porch. We just haven't put the screen up yet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's a three seasons room. It's just not a room yet. All right. So y'all need to just chill. All right. I'm working on it. It's a work in progress. I figured I'd decorate it first, you know, a little feng shui. There's a Martha Stewart throw pillow over there somewhere. And what I do with the rest of it's none of your damn business. Right. Listen, it's it's a good weekend of amphetamines away from being perfect. <laughs> well, they clean, did you see they cleaned it up the next day? Like this this ten investigates or whatever the channel is, forty seven investigates went in there and look at this. Okay, whatever. I know that there's a labor crisis and John Deere workers are striking and everything, but I have no idea what these guys are getting paid. There's no fucking way it's enough. <laughs> <laughs> they're just no. imagine all the, the the hepatitis and bloodborne pathogens and everything that's crawling all over that shit there i mean do you have any yeah. idea well i mean what they're i wonder like, did they keep a detailed blog of what everything was like <laughs> itemized like 432 used diapers 17 banana peels uh, that would really interest me i doubt they did i doubt they have the budget for it they blew it all on the dumpsters but uh that would have been very very interesting. Go back, J-Pen, go back real quick and show that. I don't know if you guys have ever seen these before, where they're at the dumpsters. Can you pull that back up? Never mind. Yeah. Uh, right the there. See, these are these, yeah, yeah the these are the red can. box. The red box has, it puts the job site John right there, you know, the little port of John. Mm-hmm. One of those was so they could go, you know, shit and cleanse their bodies out of all the toxins that were, you know, being ingested or absorbed, you know, uh, dermally, Ray. And the other yes. one was just to go vomit in every five minutes. You know, <laughs> Lord. Well, hey, there's the cat that got lost three years ago. Jeez. What's left of it? Yeah, what's what's what what is left of it? And that is just, you know, in my in in Honolulu, there's actually houses like that to me. <laughs> no, there's houses like that where somebody's gone to the deep end and has not come back up and the property is basically a super junkyard and it literally takes like a condemnation by the city to say okay uh property is going to be you know cleared of the health hazards and you know, rightful owners will forfeit ownership uh, to the city for the cost of the cleanup. 
I don't know, Ray. The only thing I'm hoping is that we can find what's left of that pet rabbit that they had because I think we're looking at four potential keychains here. Uh, if we Dude, I saw some that. flannel yeah. in the in the pile, <laughs> and it was the, it's the same color grade of my daughter's school uniform. Oh no! Last thing I'll say on this one, real quick. Uh, what are y'all gonna renovate this with? What, what we got a little shaded lawn in Jacksonville. This centipede, like centi- centipede. I was gonna say centipede city, boys. Yeah, send it. Send These people it. deserve centipede. Like, <laughs> there's no other grass that that they should ever expect. <laughs> That'll be part of the civil fine. Is people were to pay for cleanup costs and establishment yeah. of a centipede lawn. All right. <laughs> what's our next? What's our next headline here? Next one, yeah. we got the city of Berkeley challenges pesticide program in lawsuit. Uh, several organizations in the city of Berkeley challenged the pesticide program from the California Food and Drug Administration due to its lack of environmental risk analysis in violation of California Environmental Quality Act. Uh, it says in a press release, the Center for Biological Diversity alleged that California FDA, uh, whatever, or CDFA statewide pesticide spraying program proposed the use of 75 pesticides statewide without meeting the responsibility to analyze the health and environmental impacts. The proposal also went without public notice, and communities were not given the opportunity to opt out of the pesticide spraying. Uh, affirming the CDFA violated the environmental law, they will have to wait for the lower court to issue final orders in the case, according to Nan Wisher, a board member. While there's no timeline for the orders, Wisher says she expects them to be issued within a few months. It is time for the department to join the transition to safe, sustainable, best management and approaches that are happening in other state agencies. I don't know. I, I, let me ask this. When it comes to pesticide spraying, they're talking about 75 different active ingredients here. Are they talking about, it, w- does this encompass everything as far as like what gets sprayed on public property to uh, is like uh, roadside vegetation management, kudzu management, school grounds, uh, mosquito fogging, all of it falls underneath this? Mm-hmm. I believe vectors, so. so vectors, yeah, vector, yeah. vector pest. Vector pests so, because go ahead. this is like California Department of Agriculture and the city of Berkeley is charged with controlling pests that are public health hazards, right? And you know what? That also includes rodents, roaches, ah. you know, and... If you're going to tell me that we need to put the, okay, rats' lives matter, okay? If we need to do that, then I think we're in huge trouble because guess what? Rats uh, harbor, and especially in drier, more arid localities guess what rats harbor right. man bubonic plague mm-hmm. and death <laughs> count it okay and this other gruesome disease, disease called hantavirus oh yeah hantavirus yeah yeah that that's that's the side effect of having a rodent population is that ryan Rat urine yep. is the literal reservoir or source for hantavirus. 
So if somebody cleans up rat pee and they're not in a hazmat suit, they're in danger. So hmm. I have to ask now because a lot of these environmental activists, they actively protest the use of rodenticides products used to control rats and mice. Let me ask you this, Debay. If mm-hmm. you were uh, uh, at the city, let's say this was happening in, in Columbus, Ohio, and sure. they see this, this list of 75 pesticides that have been analyzed. Um, and, of course, we don't have access to the entirety of the mm-hmm. list here. Um, what What is your response to it? How do you handle something like this from... Uh, someone who's been involved in the public's sphere. Well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can find this thing. So in Berkeley, there is a like a nonprofit group that actively evaluates pesticide risk over and above like what EPA does. I'm gonna see mm-hmm. if I can find it. Pesticide. Right. And you know, when we hear about this, I think of like the uh, the EWG, right? Um, they were the ones that said, you know, Roundup is in all of our children's breakfasts, and you know they created their own baseline for acceptable levels of parts per, parts per million levels of uh, uh, glyphosate in in food, which was like a thousand x tighter than uh, what the EPA allows. I think they were at like part per billion, where the EPA is at part per million. Um, so, you know, pretty, pretty significant difference there beyond what the EPA has researched for however many years to say this is an acceptable level, this is a safe level. And they rewrite it as a, no, any detectable level is too much and a threat to uh, the human existence, right? And, uh, and, and I guess that's kind of what I'm asking, you know, and you confirm for me is uh, they have their own take on their own risk calculations that they've performed or not performed, you know, are they, are they actually doing risk calculations or is this a matter of um, emotion? Yeah. Yeah. Purely an emotional response. Okay. No, they are are doing quantifiable stuff to evaluate. I'm trying to find this here. It's the pesticide research Institute. Um, Go ahead, Ray and talk while I pull this up. Okay. Uh, Because a lot of these groups, they work on what is called the precautionary principle. And the precautionary principle dictates that in case of something like a, you know, say glyphosate residue in the food, their position is because they don't know, that justifies taking the most extreme stance against it in spite of evidence provided that also says that a certain level is not harmful. And by the way, the Food and Drug Administration of the United States, they have, those are the people that have actually done the feeding studies and the research that then quantifies, okay, this many parts per million, you're not going to notice. This many parts per million, uh, you're going to die from it. 
And they then work back from the number that's harmful and decide what can people be regularly consuming, exposed to, or whatever, and not have a specific, statistically significant increase in harmful effects, right? And these environmental groups throw that all away and then they play the games of whataboutism. And it's all speculation. It's, oh, what about if this were to happen? No matter how infinitesimally small that risk is, the no. answer will still be no. That risk is unacceptable <laughs> because we are operating according to the precautionary principle, so no risk is acceptable in their eyes. So to that point, so this is something very similar that was developed in concert with this Pesticide Research Institute. This is out of San Francisco. Really, right? Matt? Are you, are you kidding me? We got it blown up on the screen here. Are you kidding me? So these, here's how they rate so, the, here's, here's how these are rated. Okay. So it's tier one, tier two, tier three. Okay. Tier three is the least hazardous tier two, more hazardous, and then tier one or most hazardous. Okay. So they evaluate these four things like, uh, persistence, in the environment, worker exposure, uh, user exposure, uh, fish, aviary, uh, mammal toxicity. Okay. So they look at these and they track the use of all these different chemicals. Okay. So like you can see here, Ray, uh, was zoxystrobin on there? Yeah. So like even Primo Max it, is considered a tier it was, two. It, I think it was up on the, uh, the page above page above. Yeah. Okay. It's considered the most in the most hazardous tier. You know, so things like that. So this is sort of how they get to that point. The the information used to be presented pretty well on this Pesticide Research Institute. They're apparently migrating to a new system. And so I can't get to it, unfortunately. But we'll take another deep dive into this because I think it's worth looking at and talking about, you know, what their ratings are. I think there's some good things about their system in terms of the transparency of it to say, hey, like, this is what we use. This is why we have to use it. And this is how much of it we use. And, are you, you know, what argument is there to be made here, right? And uh, sometimes it's a good one. Sometimes it's not. But they're, they're trying at least to uh, be as limited as they can in using those things. So, but there's a whole host of other things on here. And I think it's a good topic for another time. But with that being said, let's dive into our sponsors this week. Our sponsor this week, the patrons. Listen, man. It's got to be, right? An, we just, we just had an event in, uh, it's not the armpit of Kentucky. It's kind of like the Adam's apple of Kentucky, right? Um, yeah. And uh, just a, a, a completely welcoming, cool group of people. Um, I get a uh, real quick. I want to tell the story about one of the patrons. Uh, I don't want to give away his full name. I'll just say George. You guys both know George. Did you know that George drove down there, went to the event, turned and burned, went back up to where he's from near me and worked the next day at like four or 5 a.m. 
4 a.m. I was like, you lunatic. What are you doing? Are you nuts? Can't believe it. Can't believe it. Are you Can't believe crazy? It. So, again, our, uh, th- that just shows you the level of devotion. You were talking about Barthoda. He flew out from Boulder. A bunch of other people came from near and far, and so we can't be grateful enough. Thank you for your, you know, uh, your subscription to Patreon. Thank you for supporting us. And if you want to be a part of it, go ahead, www.patreon.com forward slash burn return. Because if this one was that good, boys, you just <laughs> wait and see what the next one's going to be like. Because it'll be bigger, it'll be better, and it'll be f- funner, funner, more fun. Gooder. That's a word. It'll be good. It'll That's be good. It'll be gooder. All That's right. <laughs> Moving on. Um, we're gonna go Spart to what? Yeah, Spart we're gonna Let's. We've been doing it all week. Might as well keep. Dude, this part's one. <laughs> Sheila! 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 You know what? We're going back to that other story real quick. I did not know that Sheila was a tourist or had a second home in Jacksonville. I had no idea. It blew my mind, Ray. She's. You know what's funny is that they actually found her husband in Cleveland. (laughs) It starts like this. Oh, no. Intoxicated man drives over lawn. Berea police blotter. Uh, operating a vehicle under the influence on Fair Street, an Overland man, 63, was arrested at about 11.30 p.m. after his Nissan Murano he was driving almost hit another vehicle on Fair. The driver of the other vehicle called police. He said the Nissan ran over a lawn and almost rammed a second vehicle. Then he pulled into a driveway on Wallace Drive. <laughs> police visited the Wallace home. They say a bottle of Miller Lite was in the Nissan's cup holder. <laughs> a woman living in the home told police that the man had gone to bed. She woke him. The man stumbled out of the door, holding the door frame for balance. He said he had taken an Ambien, a sedative, before driving. He failed field sobriety test, falling to his knees during one test. Hey, listen, listen. As bad of a night as you may have been had, and as banged up as you may have been, this guy right here had a much harder time. He had a did much harder time. And you know we've got a lot. Huh? How, how you know, we we and there's some stories over the uh, over the course of our events that were shared about Ambien, and uh, and I'm sure those will be leaked out over time. So we're not going to get into it right now. But could you imagine waking up in the morning and being like, "Let me ask you this: Do you think the dude who drove through the lawn? Do you think the entirety of the neighborhood is like?" A fucking drunk old bastard is always out here raising and he finally did it. He finally did it. They finally got him. And now he's gonna reside in my front yard. Do you think he's the neighborhood drunk that is just out there yelling at people all the time? He'll saw that yard, but you know he's gonna roll in there hard and deep with like a thirty rack and natty light or something in a cooler, you know. Mm-hmm. One of those old like red Coleman's. He's just gonna it's gonna, oh no 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 no. It's gonna be one of the styrofoam ones, styrofoam ones from the gas station, right, Ray? Yes, it's got the yeah. it's got the cup holders up in the top. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the little cutouts on the on the lid to hold to hold the can. Yeah, he's gonna be. I, I, yeah. I mean, this guy. My guess is is that this is not the first time this guy has done this because for some people, you know, there's that thing on the prescription bottle that says combining this with alcohol. 
may affect your ability to drive or operate machinery. It's one thing to be stupid enough to drive drunk, right? Like that, that is a stupid choice. And, yeah, it's a bad choice. You know, it's, it's abhorrent. It's a completely different level of fuckery to be like, I'm going to do that and I better pop some Ambien too, just in case. Mm-hmm. Listen, yeah. I, I know the guy's a drunk because he drives a Nissan Murano. Um, <laughs> I'm fairly certain there's no one in America that drives that. Was that, that in Car and Driver place. last year? Yeah. Reports. <laughs> if you'd like to drive drunk make sure you check out the nissan murano <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah a, yeah it's got a cup holder that will accommodate a miller light without it spilling or sloshing or getting your beer all right blown. and the second thing is this after how many beers of that 30 rack is it before he starts just had a pure frustration kicks the shit out of the styrofoam uh uh, uh cooler smashes it all over the yard. There's foam pieces all over the place. And he's sitting down grumbling about how mad he is that he has to do this. And, and his Nissan Murano's broke down. Oh, he's definitely. I said beer 18. Water. He's like, he's smashing stuff by then. Yeah. He's, he's probably popping some pills. There's no doubt yeah. about it. No doubt about it. All right. What's our next one here? Herbicide treatments at Bastendorf beach aim to restore rare plant to the area. Uh, a contractor applies herbicide to beach grass. Oh, so <laughs> the Bureau of Land Management, Coos Bay District, is applying herbicide to non-native European beach grass and scotch broom at Bastendorf Beach in a multi-year effort to restore a native plant to the area that was previously believed to be extinct in the region. Initial herbicide treatments will be finished October 15, 2021. European beach grass and scotch broom growing on approximately eight acres at the south end of the Bastendorf Beach is being spot sprayed with glyphosate. No service ad kills the roots, weeds, including grasses. It is considered safe for use in forest and aquatic areas and has eaten, has been improved for use by the US EPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said this uh, creates open sand habitat to uh, eventually introduce pink sand uh, verbena to the beach. Pink sand verbena was once common along the beaches from Vancouver to Northern California, blanketed areas it is clusters of pink and white flowers that bloom in June through September. However, now that we've kind of run into this situation with natives taking over, you got to get a little bit of the glyphosate out to restore oh, a little homeostasis back to nature. In effect. How about that, huh? Wait a second. Round of applause for glyphosate, everybody. Using a using herbicide as a tool as it's intended to be used. Funny how that works out, right? It's like technology has come and done us service. I'll tell you what, it's 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 amazing. You know what the, what really stuck out to me though in this article. All right. Speaking of being bicoastal, I hope our friend from the Far East Coast near the area of Cape Cod was able to sell some of that laser blue dye that he is so gosh darn proud of. I really hope that that was the type of blue dye that they used. Many choices out there in the marketplace, but this one is the best. All right, I didn't do it nearly as good as you, but go on. Blue dye added to the herbicide killed where it has been applied, and signs are posted along the border of the treatment area. Trails to the beach remain open. <laughs> so they put in marking dye. They put up signs so that way not everybody's all freaked out. Well, which really, at that point, when you're walking around, you see the blue dye and you see signs of, oh, an herbicide's been applied. I'm sure people are already having a panic attack, right? Uh, I wonder uh, if sure. they- state it's glyphosate because 
if I could see where that that might carry some bad connotation. I'm sure that if if they are right, if if Ray's stories are correct, you know, from what people are like, you know, even further out west, they probably just walk their dogs and they're like, oh, hey, look, hey, hey, look at them blue flowers over there. Hey, let's go and take a look. That's no, Ryan, that's probably what happened when they're no when they're white poodle or whatever yeah. comes out all blue. That is the second or the minute when heads will start to roll. Okay, I've seen well, it personally. And you know that stuff's not coming out. I mean, they're basically at that point, they're shaving the dog. You know, <laughs> it's basically like a, uh, you know, a uh, rotten case of scabies. All you can do then is just shave completely and use the shampoo. That's it. Mm-hmm. All you can do. Well, with all of that, let, gentlemen, let's let's head into the good news. Let's let's find something to pick us up lighthearted. Oh, the, yeah. Returns. Man, this is actually, I mean, just phenomenal. A yeah. phenomenal update right here. Boy injured in lawnmower accident returns home. This was over in Kenosha. If anybody remembers this story, this kid was at school playing outside, and a a, a lawnmower crew hits something uh, that projectile from the blades hit this boy in the head and damn near killed him. Guess what? He's home and recovering. I was fully convinced uh, that that this child was not going to make it. Just an absolute tragedy that took place. But here we go. Bender's Bar will hold a fundraiser for Hook on Saturday, October 23rd. Alex Hook being the child who took the uh, the piece of uh, metal to his head. Uh, crews on Thursday were finishing up a deck to help with the crowd expected for the six, help the six-year-old and his family. I think it's going to be a spectacle, uh, Hook's aunt said. Once they realize the size and scope of the fundraiser is going to be, they realize they're going to need a lot more space. Hook was playing at recess when investigators said a rock launched from a mower struck him in the head. Doctors had to remove a portion of his skull. Almost half. Almost half. Fluid that would not dissipate caused swelling to his head, too. After a coma and weeks in the hospital, he made it home. First responders and friends recently drove to his home to offer support and encouragement. Man, what a winner. What a champion. I mean, just absolute trooper. That kid. I wish him nothing but the best of life moving forward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to to read how bad it was, right? Because we talked about it here on the show and had a real serious conversation about it, Ray, about the yeah. uh, the 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 damage and collateral damage, right, that can be inflicted by even the most well-meaning of uh, operators. And mm-hmm. here this kid is. So you know, again, same message applies of. You got to have situational awareness. You got to understand and respect the equipment that you're on. But for this kid to come back, I mean, gosh, I I, I wish him the best. Hey, maybe uh, maybe we can do the uh, the next uh, patron thing up there in uh, Kenosha, and you can be around a whole bunch of people with that accent, Matt, and we'll drink a whole bunch of beer and raise some money for the kid. You know, yeah, I think that I think that actually would be a good one. I wouldn't make any ac- accent jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm lying. I would. I would definitely make accent jokes, but I would still have fun with it. 
I would have you fun. You sound like you sound like a seal. Ar, 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 ar. I want to die when you said that. I felt bad. I felt bad. <laughs> Kenny said, Kenny Cooper, if you're watching, we love you. Kenny said, "Is that is that my video up there? What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. That's too much. Too much. Too much. All right, last one here. City of Ocala approves nine hundred thousand in lawn maintenance contracts during a city council meeting. Sign it up for the lawn care, boys, gentlemen. Uh, nine hundred thousand in lawn maintenance contracts to the multiple businesses that are part of the city's diverse small business enterprise. During today's city council meeting, members voted unanimous, unanimously to approve the contracts with fourteen citywide grounds maintenance companies. Councilman Ari uh, Bethia said, "I think it says something about the leadership of the city of Ocala to look out for people that really, really need the jobs." and the people that have stepped up that are doing a good job for us. The 14 companies provide a variety of ground maintenance services, including mowing and trash cleanup across stormwater drainage retention areas. That is huge right there uh, throughout the area. Uh, The 14, uh, they list the actual 14, um, and they are certified as diverse small business enterprises. Many, they're at least 51% owned and operated by minorities, women, individuals, disabilities, veterans, or veterans with disabilities. With today's approval, all the companies will receive a three-year contract with an option for a one uh, one additional two-year uh, renewal. Here, here's the thing. So I used to do a lot of uh, stormwater work, right? And when the the stormwater work that I would do, oftentimes, even though the county would help offset some of the costs of the projects, and these would be devastating projects, right? Where people build, you know, their their life savings into a house, right? And uh, only to then understand that a new neighborhood that was built at a higher elevation now has all of their impermeable surface runoff divert into their property that lands in their basement. And every time they get a a, a significant rainfall, they've now got four inches of standing water in their basement and it's a disaster. Right. And so the County, at least, you know, here locally has been uh, uh, kind enough to uh, uh, start creating uh, projects to help offset some of those costs. But what they don't tell people is, is, Say you live in that neighborhood at higher elevation, and they may build it on the back portion of your property, but all of a sudden that entire easement becomes your responsibility to be maintained, and it gets written into your deed. And Hmm. then all of a sudden, when it stops working because it hasn't been maintained, and somebody has to come out and maintain it, that homeowner with it on their deed then finds out they're responsible for that cost, and it creates an absolute disaster. So to see them being proactive about that and already lining up people to begin maintaining areas that may, you know, fall into these types of stormwater uh, uh, remediation projects, I think that is you know, shout out to Ocala for being proactive on that, and you know, being able to uh, uh, spread the wealth with some companies who may not otherwise have been looked at to do that. You know, I think it's a win. Absolutely, because that's what you see a lot. I mean, at least here, Ray. I don't know what you see out there, but a lot of times this is the real commodity lawn care, meaning like the people that have, you know, that can be ultra ruthless on price, number one, right? Because it's a low bid government contract. Number two, they have the admin staff to go through the mountains of paperwork, right? And red tape that it takes to get to these uh, types of opportunities. And so, you know, good on Ocala, right? For making that process open and available for all, right? And, you know, furthermore, is that there's a ton of this work out there, and I hope that other municipalities, other political subdivisions, schools, whatever it is, will will take notice of this and try to do 
a little bit more because you know nine hundred thousand dollars that's just that's one town that's Ocala is not that big right I mean there's towns around here Ray where it's literally millions of dollars right yeah and mowing and landscape work and all this other stuff it's every year it's every single year and so it's a way to build a business around it but you got to be able to play with the big boys so i don't know what's it like out there well it's uh a handful of companies do a lot of this uh municipal and common area work but my word to them is people it's about time you come into the 21st century and step up your game because I think earlier today I kind of made a joke because somebody was talking about some uh, island I think it was like either Tahiti or Fiji and I told them you know what uh, area maintenance there is done with string trimmers and machetes <laughs> and Hawaii is not much different. Well, hopefully with the advent of robots, robot technologies that can now hug hills and all this fun stuff, mm -hmm. um, you know, I it, it may give some people some flexibility to kind of create a new market that may not otherwise have existed, you know. But I think it's great that if – I think it's one of those things, it's one of those maintenance practices that every city needs to budget for. Not every city does budget for and then they get caught with their pants down, especially if you're in an area with high rainfall or poor drainage or, you know, multiple elevations or with you know lots of large impermeable surfaces being installed and low infiltration rates of, of your soil structure below. Um, you, you have to start budgeting for this. Otherwise, uh, it becomes it, eventually you have to pay for it. It's going to come out and you can either pay the cost of maintenance or you can pay the construction costs. And uh, we can all we all know what's more expensive, you know, to, to maintenance <laughs> something or to build it out, right? Or to compensate for damages. Yeah. Because oh, uh, yeah. Because you know, I think you, both of you have seen what happens when a flood control channel overflows. Because in the last I wanna say five years in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. That has happened a number of times with catastrophic results. I'm talking about people having flood water a foot high in their houses. And entire streets go from pavement to all the vehicles on that road shoved down to one side and the entire roadway you know covered in a foot or so of mud and Jeez. the cause of that brian is not maintaining your stormwater or drainage area you know retention areas they're not being mm -hmm. maintained so they're overgrown with brush and vegetation so the water doesn't flow the way it's supposed to and instead it backs up and it causes catastrophic damage no doubt i mean that's the one th one thing that people want to set and forget right and mother nature as much that's as you try to idea. control it manage it whatever you want to do with it she always wins always well, boys well, 
This has been Gosh. great. I think somehow we made it through. Thank goodness. <laughs> I was concerned there about 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 midway through. I was like, boys, I struggling here. But I did it. We did it. We did it. I just one more time. I want to say thank you to Jay Pink for making all this a yes. reality. Like yes, life changing experience. For those of you that don't want to end the party yet, we've still got to pick a title for the show. Head on over to the thread in the Discord. Help us pick a title and stick around because we're going to do some special stuff talking about the things we experienced. And uh, and also, you know, maybe maybe we'll put it out to the community and see uh, where where we're going to be heading next to, to keep this bad boy in motion. All right, y'all. Y'all have a good one. We'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>